Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast, where therapists deserve abundance. We have a special guest in our podcast today. Her name is Samara. She is a licensed clinical social worker and a virtual therapist located in the state of New York. Um, from time to time, what I like to do is introduce awesome therapists that are also in the dope therapist community that are doing epic work and making a significant impact in their community. So in this episode, as a CEO of her company, Counseling and consulting services. She has a mission to honor and enrich the lives of individuals that choose to live life intentionally. Samara's practice provides services to professional women ages 25 to 45 years of age, helping them to get out of their heads and into their lives. The skills and methods that she uses to help decrease anxiety, stress, and depression also addresses the healing processes of past traumas, developing healthy coping skills, and establishing boundaries and boosting self-esteem. She believes that whether you are receiving services virtual or in person, when it comes to making an impact, she has a unique and dynamic way of providing services that is both impactful and relatable. Stay tuned for this podcast episode. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast, where therapists deserve abundance. This is your host, Dr. TK, licensed clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. And we are continuing our abundance series by bringing on epic therapists from the dope therapist community. So I want to introduce you to a East Coast, because I'm all the way on the West Coast, uh, New York therapist. She is a licensed clinical social worker. And I want to introduce you all to Samara. So welcome, Samara to the podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yes. So what I typically do in these introductions is I have, they've heard a little bit about you at the beginning of the podcast, but I always like the therapists to just reintroduce themselves. So if you can let them know what area of the East Coast you represent and a little bit about what you do in your business right now. Oh, absolutely. So I am Samira Bennett. I am a licensed clinical social worker and a virtual therapist in the state of New York. I am the CEO of Samira Bennett Counseling and Consulting Services. And so in my business, I see professional women ages 25 to 45 years old, and I help them get out of their head and into their lives, really helping them live life on purpose and out loud unapologetically. Yeah. Y'all heard that elevator pitch? My yeah. elevator pitch is you should be able to have a conversation with somebody in the elevator for two seconds. And if they ask you what you do, your answer should not just be, I'm a therapist. <laughs> like it should be, what do you solve? You know? And so Absolutely. that was awesome. So I'm going to take you all the way back. Cause I'm always curious how therapists got into this field. And so can you share with, we have viewers um, on like the video for YouTube, and then we also have listeners for the podcast. And so can you share with our listeners and viewers how you originally got into the field of psychology or counseling and what that was like? 
Yeah. So I've always had an interest of why people do the things that they do. Like, why do you behave like that? What's the thought process behind that? I mean, from early on since like seventh, eighth grade. And I also have a lot of people in my family and family friends that are in the helping profession, filled with psychologists, psychiatrists, and social workers. So I've always been exposed to um, mental health and what that entails. So I know that I've always wanted to be in the field. Um, Undergrad, I studied psychology. And then graduate school, I went more into social work because I really wanted to be able to work with families and just have a more in-depth work with the clients that I served and the population that I served. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That is so epic because it's like, you know, some people know from the beginning, I want to help people or I want to be this thing called a therapist. And then there are some people who have life experiences and then see the other side of what help looks like. And then they want to become one of those change agents. Per se. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that recently you left your job. <laughs> so, uh, yes. it's a part of this process um, of me introducing therapists to the therapist community is highlighting how different therapists win and how they show up differently. Some therapists have full or part-time jobs um, when we meet and then they stay there or they don't. And so can you highlight for the therapists who are tuning in How did you make the decision to leave your job and what that was like for you? Yeah. So in the beginning of becoming a social worker, really, I never even thought about private practice. I thought of, you know, supervisory roles, administration, you know, that's what I was climbing towards and getting involved with DTA. I really saw like the options, right? There's so many different options for you. And so being able to build my private practice, I was so excited about it. Um, I really started off doing it part-time. Um, I did Saturdays and then more and more from like-minded individuals in the group and you. Um, okay, well, what else do you want to do? Like you can expand a little bit more. So then I went to three days. I went to two days and then I went to three days and then September 1st started for me to be full-time into private practice. And I have no regrets, although there's some, you know, nerves that come along with it. It's absolutely normal. And I'm embracing that and doing it scared and seeing the results that are making me feel more empowered and confident in my choice. Yes. You said something really key. And like, we just did an interview in one of the previous podcasts and she talked about operating out of fear, but she's pre-licensed. And the advice that she gave therapists who are listening is just do it scared. Like Mm -hmm. fear is part of the next level process. But if you just stay in fear, you're going to stay at wherever you at. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, like we tell our clients, right? Feel the feelings and then you keep on moving. So I was saying, like we tell our clients, um, you want to feel your feelings and then also keep on moving, right? That idea of duality, I can feel something and not be stagnant. And so that's what I've just been telling myself, surrendering to that feeling and continuously moving with that. Right. That is so key. And then also just having the right circle around you, because if you're around therapists that are not business minded, their vision is to retire from their nine to five position as a therapist, burnt out or loving it. It's their choice, Um, but it doesn't have to be everyone's choice. And I like how you mentioned that you went into your private practice in stages because part of some people's fear is that they look at it in black or white thinking, like all or nothing. I have to leave my job and go all in. And I'm like, no, like if they, people even listen to my story and they listen to some of the podcasts, they will hear me talking about, as you mentioned, choosing one day in bonus or sacrifice to my current job schedule, then saying, oh, well, I can do two days and I can do three days and I love it. I need to leave my job. 
You know exactly. what I'm saying? So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I follow you on Instagram. And one of the things that I did want you to talk about is like your daily routine, because that helps keep us sane as business owners and therapists. So what has it been like in transition from nine to five of waking up in the morning and going to work to now having to create your own structure? Yeah. um, So it's actually been great for me. I'm a person that I need to have a routine. That's how I function. And that's how I treat myself well. And that's also in scheduling in self-care as well. Right. And so I really have been able to assign days of when I see clients. I assign days. I was calling them my administrative days, but they are now my CEO days. Um, And I have days that I do self-care as well. So that has definitely helped me have something to look forward to, have me be structured, be confident in what my weeks look like and how I can make sure that I set myself up for success. And being in private practice, having that flexibility allows me to live life on purpose. And you said you follow me on Instagram. So you know I'm all about intentionality on purpose and holding myself accountable to show up for myself mm-hmm. and drinking yeah. our tea. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <be> clear. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're full-time in private practice. If people were watching this video or listening to this podcast and they were like, Hmm, I'm in New York. She seems like a dope therapist so far. How would they know that they're your ideal client? Like describe to them, Um, I know you did it in the intro, but if they were listening, how would they know that you're talking to them? So they would know that I was talking to them if they are a professional woman. They know how to get down to business um, in their professional lives. However, they struggle with it in their personal lives and really live inward, you know, beating themselves up, having poor boundaries that increases their anxiety and stress. My framework and my approach helps them to build up their self-esteem, to decrease um, depression, to um, manage their anxiety a little bit better. And it's also the framework that I use. So the framework that I use is the business acronym, and that really helps them to become aware of their needs, really understand their you know, curiosity and reflection to really seek solutions to their challenges, ignore whatever does not align, to notice how they respond in their experience. Mm-hmm. to extinguish toxic patterns, to set boundaries and be consistent with them, as well as succeed in being them, really connecting to their authenticity. And so if they are interested in doing all those things and living life on purpose and being intentional about their approach, then I would be the therapist for them. I'm like, well, sign me up. So I'm in California. She's in New York. When I have therapists on my platforms, what happens is people see them and they're like, oh my God, I want that therapist. You know, I want to connect with them. Connecting with them is one thing on Instagram, but actually having them be your assigned therapist, you always have to pay attention to. You can just go to their websites if they're like online and see either what one state or multiple states that clinician is licensed in because we have what's called ethical codes and we cannot as therapists see any clients that do not reside in the state that we're licensed in. And I emphasize the word reside because, you know, the age group that you're serving could also be people in graduate school. They can be away working on their, you know, career. And so if you have someone who's, you know, at home in New York, but they go to school, in Milwaukee, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, they don't live in New York right now. They're just there for the break. And so we just want to be clear that yes, she's an epic therapist, but if you do not reside in the state that she's in, you can check her out, but she can't serve you, at least in therapy. 
She probably got other stuff that we'll talk about later, <laughs> okay? So one of the things I wanted to kind of go back to is how seamless you, if I were your ideal client listening, that's why I was like, well, sign me up because you took me through your framework. And I know in DTA, we talk about how important it is that your clients understand when you're talking directly to them, how you're going to get them from their presenting problem, all those things you listed with that woman or that ideal client to, of course, her transformation, which is that level of success. So what was it like in your business as a business owner, not an entrepreneur, <laughs> but to create a framework in which you can now present that to your clients to take them through your process of treatment? Yeah, it's been life-changing and DTA definitely helped me with that. So I thank you, as I always thank you for so many things and how you show up in my life. But um, DTA has definitely helped me with that. Um, having the framework also helps me be confident in my delivery and my practice and the services how I show up on um, different platforms as well to be able to know that, no, I can get my client from point A to point B with no problem. And this is what it looks like. Yes. And it's easier because clients are, I mean, we're human, so we're visual. So mm -hmm. if I'm on a telehealth consultation with you, or if I'm on a phone call with you and I'm a potential client and you walked me through in less than one minute, how you're going to show up for me as a therapist, because you sound super confident. So I'm like, if she's confident, I know she can get me to the end goal. And you're telling me every single point I can actually come into therapy. Cause let's be real. There's still a stigma with mental health in all communities, despite uh, how many people sought out mental health in 2020. There's still a stigma, especially in the people of color, you know, community because yeah. of spirituality and stuff. And so some people still don't believe that they need therapy or they're scared because they don't know what to expect. So that's one of the benefits of therapists also for DTA alumni who's listening. It is important that you know your own framework so that you can say it at the drop of a dime because you never know who's listening. Yeah, and that within yeah. itself speaks values of your expertise. So I want to commend you on that because that was super dope. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And the latter, the latter of what you said, you know, they don't know what to expect. And so really helping them frame it out so they can see how you can build them up for success and how they're capable of doing it because you have a framework for them. Exactly. Exactly. So we've tapped into a little bit of business. We've talked about your ideal client. Let's actually, since I brought it up, like the stigma of services. If someone is watching or listening and they're like, you know, even if I can't see her, I really want to see a therapist. Um, but I don't know, like if it's for me right now, what can we share with the public to help them understand that therapy is safe and like it's okay, especially in the people of color community, because we do heavily depend on some of us spirituality and we all know in the mental health field, therapy looks mm -hmm. different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I always say like, you don't know until you know. And so I can choose to, you know, I can decide to live in, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how will I know? Right. And so I would just say, give it a try, even if you make a phone call. Right. And then you get to decide and you know that you get to choose what therapist you work with. If it's right for you, maybe something else is is right for you, but you don't know until you actually make a step. So I also always want to encourage people to actually make that first step and see where it takes you instead of, right, we're not living inside of our heads. We want to live life on purpose and be intentional about what we want. So if I know that I need something, what am I doing to meet that need? I think that that's so important. So that first step is going to be vital to let, to let you know, is this for me or is it not for me? 
I like that because the, the analogy that's coming to mind is similar to people say, I don't need to go to a therapist, but if your arm is broke, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> like they need to fix your arm. So if you can't move, maneuver through life without getting your arm fixed back, how can you maneuver through life when you're walking around with all these bags, AKA mm. baggage, the things that are preventing you from being successful in different parts of your life. So that that's some good insight. I'm hoping for people who are listening to just try it out. And I like that you highlighted that people have a choice you know, because you, you don't work with clients who don't have a choice, you know, like there are clients that like I serve who are mandated, you know, to get services. But even within mandated treatment, just speaking to people who go through DCFS, life happens and people are faced with life experiences in which they're told now that they have to go to therapy. But the way in which you show up in therapy to take advantage of that opportunity to help you and the situation you're in is still a choice. So you can choose to make that process a year or get therapy done, do work and be done in like 60 days if you want it, you know. So let's pivot um, because I know that you're also tapping into on the business side um, and serving side of serving a larger group of people and adding to your private practice and your expertise various streams of income. So what can you share that you are working toward or on so that when people go check out your website, they can either know what they can get or look forward to, to connect with you, maybe even outside of therapy? Yeah. So um, I do have some a resource section on my website. My website is samarabennettlcsw.org. And I'm hoping that you can put it in the show. Yeah, we'll all that in the yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, so I do have a resource tab on my website. And the first resource that I have is a digital ebook and it's called Questions to Ask a Potential Therapist. So speaking of those individuals that don't know if therapy is right for them, how can they know they're connected to the right therapist? It's all about letting you know that you are in the driver's seat and you get to ask the therapist all the questions that you need to so that you can make sure that you choose the right therapist for you. And so that digital ebook, it's 18 pages and that's available on my website. And I also have a second ebook that is called The Who, What, When, Where, Why, and How of Therapy. And it's all about meeting your therapy needs. It's a journal to help you on your therapy process and really help you be present. Right. Sometimes people go to therapy and kind of just going with emotions. If the therapist is not really leading them in the right direction, one you if it's if that's happening, you might want to get a new therapist, but that's a whole nother right. that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but holding yourself accountable as well. So making sure that you're staying on track with your goals. You know, why did you get into therapy in the first place? Are you meeting your goals, the say the goals that you established in the beginning? Are you still on track to meet your needs? So that kind of thing. And that's a 32 page ebook. That's also. A oh, wow. Okay. Come on now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get on these resources. We'll, we'll definitely include all of these links because what I really want to highlight, whether it's therapists or general public listening is that our whole mission, at least in our adult therapist community is to serve more people, whether that's through, as you mentioned, psychoeducation through your resource guide on your website, you do like videos on your Instagram page, you, you, you know, therapists have a lot of resources that also can warm people up to see how therapists show up. Because if they just see your name on a website, you know, people can just make a stereotype up and like how we look and all that stuff in their head. But it's not until maybe they see how we show up in videos and get, you know, cool resources like the ones that you mentioned, that may actually be the thing that pushes someone to say, you know what, she, she giving me all this and she in my area and she has openings. Maybe, maybe not at the time that they seek out services mm-hmm. and 
they're going to reach out to you because some people need to see those resources to help them make the choice. And so I'm speaking to also therapists because your, to me, your purpose on this earth is just not to show up in a room online or in a physical space. I think our goal is also to help people understand why mental health is vitally important. And the way that we do that is like you're doing offering resources. Absolutely. And it's taking care of yourself at the same time too, right? So you don't stretch yourself so thin and seeing, trying to maximize the amount of clients that you see. I mean, you can see people in private practice and you can also, you can also develop other resources that help meet the needs of um, people that you want to serve. And I think that that's a big lesson that I learned in DTA too, right? Like, so you can have multiple streams of income. It doesn't have to be just private practice, but it can be a digital ebook. It can be membership programs and maybe all the consulting, all these different things that you are able to do and equipped to do um you didn't just go to school to sit in a room like there's other things that you can do right and it's quite how many resources are sitting on your phone or in your computer that's my number one question during webinars or like free virtual parties is i guarantee everybody who's been to my webinar got a book on their phone whether it's a personal journal or a venting box autobiography or clinical skill sets like some of us may do i'm not going to say process notes But some of us may even just type out something like an aha moment after we saw a client and we can only grab our phone really quickly. You do enough of those. You got yourself a a self-paced journal, you know, for people. This is most important who you can't serve. So that's why I mentioned that disclaimer, because therapists in our community, they start to open up their minds and see what's possible. And you can go from having a free download on your website to then connecting with people who are not in your state. Um, or who don't want to do therapy or have been to therapy, but they like your flow. They like your energy. So now they're like, oh, wait, she got a workshop online coming up. She has a book for sale. Oh, I want her book. Mm -hmm. I'm in California, but I'll buy her book because I I heard that podcast and I like the way she shows up. So for therapists listening, those are some benefits of just serving on a global magnitude versus just the four corners of your box. Yeah. And the book's up next. So we shall see. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we have concluded this episode. Um, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, I love when my clients show up and share their expertise because we never know who's listening or watching. And my hope by inviting the therapists who show up in a grand way on their website, social media, and of course, in their communities, I hope that someone who needs your services is going to connect with you, whether it be through email, you know, uh, your downloadable resource guide and or through social media or services. And so I want to thank you for showing up to this podcast. And I had a great time. Yes, I did too. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yes, you're welcome. All right. So everybody, we will see you or I will see you (laughs) or hear you in the next episode. Until then, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.